Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Introverted Queen, where I, an introvert, have conversation with other introverts about living in an extroverted world. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for listening, supporting, and sharing these episodes. What is resiliency? The dictionary defines resiliency as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or the ability to cope mentally or emotionally with a crisis or to return to pre-crisis status quickly. And I thought this definition was very fitting for the time we are living in right now. We are technically in a post-COVID era and some of us are still trying to go back to living pre-COVID times. But so much has changed, and some of us are having a really tough time coping with these changes. Resilience allows us to see past these difficult times so we can gather strength as we move forward. Keep pushing, right? It's so important that we view our mistakes, our failures as a learning opportunity and to always see the positive perspective on our circumstances. It's important not to lose hope because at the end of the day, there is always, always something to be grateful for. Recently on a group chat, my girls and I decided that every morning we would share three things that we were grateful for. And despite the hardships of the day, we always found something to share. On today's episode, I am speaking with Como. She is a business strategist and a resilience educator. We talked about the importance of resilience and she also shared on what brings her joy. It's a great episode. Check it out. Hi, Como. Hi, how are you, Cindy? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy that uh, you answered yes to being on this podcast. Well, I mean, it's not every day you get a DM pitch, and I just knew that with the courage that you had, we had to go for it. <laughs> I was like, should I? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so glad you did, because now here we are. It's I perfect. know. This is great. So who is Como? So I am a resilience educator and business strategist, and I am someone who really cares deeply about helping folks unleash their own potential and impact in the world. So I just find whatever ways in which I can help us as individuals and in society to really level up and feel like we are maximizing our potential that we were born with and also supporting each other as best as we possibly can. So that's like what I like to focus on most, but that's me and what I do in a nutshell. Awesome. I love that you are a resilience educator because that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about resilience. Why is resilience such an important skill to cultivate? So I think that especially in the pandemic, we got a sense of how difficult life can be. And especially that experience enabled all of us to have a collective difficult experience as a world that we were all navigating simultaneously. And when we were all going through the hard parts of that, we had to figure out how are we going to survive? How are we going to thrive? How are we going to persevere? And so at the core of that is resiliency. And so that's why it's so important to explore because 
if we understand the research and the science and the information behind what makes us persevere, how, what makes us thrive, what makes us stronger mentally, emotionally, with our communities and spiritually, I think that that sets us up for greater success down the line and also helps us live more meaningful and impactful lives on our own terms. Mm-hmm. I think it's resiliency is uh, a topic that's talked about a lot these days. And like you said, I don't, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic, but I think it's something that everybody strives to be, right? Everybody wants to be resilient. <laughs> Absolutely. But sometimes what happens, I find, is if you're going through a difficult situation, everybody's like, oh, you're, you're going to be okay. You're such a strong person. You'll be okay. So I think sometimes resiliency is used to maybe a little bit diminish the person's emotions. Absolutely. And I think that that's also actually not resiliency. That is someone else's fragility that they're projecting onto us. Because instead of sitting there and helping us like figure out how are we realistically going to get through this? What does this look like? How can we survive and be healthy? That individual doesn't want to go there. And Mm -hmm. so instead, they look at everything you've overcome in the past and then just take the easy way out of saying, you've got like, you're gonna, you're strong, you're gonna handle it. And it's like, but I as an individual am probably telling you the experience I'm going through because I need support. And instead of supporting me, you're giving me a Hallmark card. And so (laughs) what does that say about my resiliency? Or actually, what does that say about your own and your own willingness to kind of be here with me right now? Mm-hmm. So when I think of that, it actually is less about resiliency and more about a person's fragility or their willingness to not go somewhere with someone who more needs that support in that moment. Yeah, it's very true. And I think sometimes you can tell, like, let's just say you're displaying an emotion like sadness, you're crying. And you can tell when somebody's really uncomfortable with tears. They're like, they're there, you know, you'll be okay. Okay, stop crying now. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of parents do this too, right? When their kids are hurt or going through difficulty, it's like their discomfort with their children's uh, emotions over supersedes what the child is going through Mm -hmm. because we just want to make it better, make it go away, all of these things. But if in that moment we find a way to be present with that child's emotions, support them through that difficult moment, call them out when you know they're not in their truth and the emotion too, that's how we can help the child cultivate resiliency and ourselves learn how to become more resilient and enable them to be more independent emotionally and come to us when they need support. So yeah, it's a way for us to help each other become more resilient and then also work on our own resiliency to have that independence from the other person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what has been your biggest failure to date and how did you deal with it? I think that like failure is a spectrum. So it's Mm -hmm. like I feel like it also depends on the season that you're in, because I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like when I look back at certain things, my brain has kind of polished, like made it more glossy. It's like I'm looking back with rose colored glasses or like thinking the thing I'm going through now is actually harder than what I went through in the past. But I would say my biggest failure personally is is moments when I didn't stand up for myself Mm. um, or let other people sort of walk all over me. And that came at a cost. It comes at a cost to my own mental health, to my own well-being, to my own self-trust, my own self-love. And when I let folks sort of have that upper hand in a situation because I'm not, you know, standing in my own power, standing in my own self-respect and self-love, then I am giving my power to that other person. And so how do I reclaim that? How do I come home to that? How do I 
find my way back to myself. And it was through lots of intentional action and also being more selective with who gets my energy and why they're allowed to get my energy mm-hmm. and realizing that not everyone deserves my time and attention and my access to me and my stories, because there are some people out there who don't have the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that, and when you learn how to be more discerning with the people you let in and not feeling like you have to be a yes person or always the person who's making everyone else comfortable, that's when you can really come home to yourself and build your more self-respect and build more self-trust. And so my biggest failure was letting folks walk all over me in a lot of my 20s. And now looking back on it, being really proud of myself for not really letting that happen as much anymore. Mm, That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And I feel that like going back to like, you know, parents and like raising kids, I find it's a tool that needs to be taught about how to stand up for yourself. Because to me, if you don't stand up for yourself, like in life, anything that comes at you, you're not going to be able to handle it. And there's nothing wrong with being like, you know what, this doesn't deserve my time and energy. And I think sometimes as women, we tend to say, oh, yes. Oh, I just I just don't want to be mean. Let me just say yes. Right. Yes. (laughs) We we override our own needs in order to please other folks. But then that also puts us in dangerous situations and unhealthy situations. So it's really important for us to reclaim and reconnect to what we actually want and what we don't want and be more vocal about those things if we can do that safely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What's one piece of advice that has changed your life? Mm. My mom was always a proponent for me to understand that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many friends you have, what partner you're with, any of that, you have to buy your own flowers. And the example of that is, you know, my dad and my mom immigrated from India in the 70s. They had an arranged marriage. My dad is not really a gifts guy. He likes to, you know, take care of our family and make sure to be like very, make sure we're all taken care of financially and those different things as immigrant dads tend to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of folks in general, a lot of parents in general. But so my mom buys her own flowers on her on their anniversary and on her birthday. And whenever she wants a gift, she just gets it for herself. And I remember seeing that growing up and realizing that we don't have to wait for someone else to give us what we want, to love us in the ways that we need or show us, you know, affection in certain ways. We get to do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when you buy your own flowers, when you tend to your own garden, it's there's a poem I love about this called Love After Love. And it's just reminding you to come home to yourself, to be your own best friend, to build that relationship of love and respect with yourself. Because when you have that, like, no one can come at you. No one can throw you off. Or if they do, you have tools to get yourself out of that dark place and trust yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that because my mom did that. She did something yeah. similar as well. <laughs> awesome. Yes to our moms and being self reliant. I love that. But she would buy herself flowers just, she said, just for kicks and just because, right? Yes. And I like that. And I think it's so important to celebrate yourself. On, you know, on a random Tuesday, just get yourself some flowers. Why not? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And you feel so good when you see them, too, because you're like, I didn't need anyone else to do that for me. I did it for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Self-worth, right? Yeah. Exactly. What has brought you joy lately? So I have been back in person for keynotes and events, and I got to host a national talk show here in Canada called The Social yesterday. And 
launched my new fortune advice column on business leadership and management yesterday too. So it's been a really joyful season after what feels like months and months of months of just doing work behind the scenes to get to this place. And so what brings me joy right now is actually just seeing the fruits of all this hard work that I've been putting in and that the people around me have been supporting me through and to really just feel joy in my self-reliance and believing in myself and trusting myself a little bit off of like that last question you asked and really celebrating my wins and celebrating the ways I've been able to show up for myself and now the way I get to show up for other people through this work even more Mm -hmm. to help other folks, you know, lean into understanding that their goals are possible, that their own potential is calling them forward. And so that's a huge gift for me. That's bringing me joy right now is seeing the season of success and cherishing it and not doubting it and just fully embracing it. So that's bringing me a lot, a lot of joy right now. That's awesome. And just like cherishing like every moment of that joy, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so much. Because if we don't, like if the last few years have shown us anything, it's that we have to be so present. So we love on the moments that are great. Mm-hmm. And so that that can get us through the moments that are hard. Mm-hmm. And I like because I find now that people are going to in-person events more often. I think we realize how much community is important. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the research across mental health shows us this, that the through line for all of us is community when it comes to feeling good, when it comes to healing, when it comes to, you know, persevering through hard things in business, when it comes to celebrating good times the research says community is that huge pillar. And so now that we get to be around human beings in person again, more safely than in the past, this is our season of being able to soak in and fill our cups around each other while also being mindful of our energy when, mm-hmm. when it's a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, really powerful uh, to see that happening more and more and for people to feel so uplifted by the people around them in the ways that we're feeling now. Yeah, for sure. Well, Komal, this was amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been such a pleasure to chat with you, Cindy. And I'm curious, what brings you joy right now? Oh, that's a great question. What's bringing me joy lately is um, honestly enjoying the days of uh, the fall season, just oh. enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> yes. I think sometimes we like we take it for granted, but now I'm like, I just want to be in the sun because I don't know when you know it's gonna come back, right? <laughs> so just enjoying those last warm days of um fall is just giving me so much joy. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And a reminder to all of us who are listening and myself after this to go out for a little walk and get that sunshine right yes. on our skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Cindy. This was such a wonderful conversation and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. That was such a great conversation I had with Como. I hope you found it insightful just as much as I did. One thing I took away from that conversation is that being resilient does not mean a person doesn't experience stress but it is your ability to withstand adversity and bounce back from difficult life events. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and please subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at introverted underscore queen blog. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care. And until next time.